Say it, man, what time is it? Yes, welcome to Volume 7 of Vinyl Shakedown. So we're nearing nearly uh, nearly four months of lockdown um, because of this worldwide pandemic that we're facing right now with COVID-19, coronavirus. And uh, yeah, things are just about beginning to open back up here. You know, uh, schools are going back, so therefore... I've been a bit lax on the front of recording this. Time is of the essence and I don't have any left. But I will not leave my beloved vinyl shakedown. Um, but it just might be a little infrequent. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope that you're all doing well coming out of this crazy, crazy period of time. Um, kicked off the show there with the Mooney Suzuki from Detroit, Michigan. Um, a great band in that sort of resurgence of garage rock and roll came around, you know, White Stripes kind of time uh, and the Strokes. Um, and these guys just were the antithesis of rock and roll. Never had their sunglasses off. Um, I managed to see them a couple of times. Saw them at, in Sheffield at the Barfly, which is a very strange venue, a, a round venue. Very strange, I seem to remember. And there was eight people there and they just ran out onto the stage jumped on the tables, kicked off everyone's drinks and just ripped straight into that song. Uh, so a really great band. Uh, recorded and produced by Jim Diamond, who I've played before. Um, really archetypal in that whole sound, that whole Detroit um, garage sound, going way back to the Gories and the Dirt Bombs and everything like that. And a really, really instrumental guy in the garage scene. So yeah, there's no doubt about it that this is the strangest time of our lives with this lockdown, with you know, this pandemic. And then the most devastating news comes along in the last few weeks that racism rears its ugly head again and uh, the despicable acts of humans towards each other just plummet us into another dark (laughs) apocalyptic time. Um, And I I didn't feel right doing a show and not talking about it because everything... um, that I do goes back to black music my whole record collection uh, everything I listen to everything we all listen to is built upon the foundations of black music and uh, I just wanted to say that that I stand in solidarity for Black Lives Matters um, and 
this time has really made me personally think about how I can educate myself a little bit more, um, how I can stand up to racism in all its forms and uh, really try and join the battle to stop this this horrible, insidious scourge right now. Action is needed um, and every single one of us needs to come together to make sure that this is stamped out. So I'm going to play a song that kind of represents so much of that struggle for equality, uh, struggle against racism and stamping it out. Um, a song written 50 years ago, but its its lyrics resonate so strongly with what is going on today. And that itself is so devastatingly sad that 50 years on, <laughs> these messages are so, so crystal clear and still having to be shouted about. Um, we're kidding ourselves if we think we've even come close to where we need to be. Uh, to to stop this and it's a song written about the Vietnam War but also about ecological things and racism and watching your the world before your eyes fall apart and asking questions of well yeah what the hell is going on uh, so enjoy this song lose yourself in it and really just listen to the lyrics Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the answer. For only love can comprehend You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and get here today Picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Don't punish me with brutality. 
masterpiece and lyrically just absolutely stunning um and an album that nearly didn't get made uh, marvin Gaye was on motown and motown were famed for churning out just love songs and uh, hugely hugely successful hit songs and when marvin Gaye went to barry gordy the owner and founder and the man who oversaw everything at motown to say look i really need to write a record um and and he said with the world exploding around me how am i supposed to keep singing love songs um and barry gordy said no you must keep that you'll lose your fan base marvin Gaye insisted he was so passionate about the cause and what he needed to sing for and he made the album and they they he managed to get Barry Gordy round and they released it and it became one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Um, and what an album and just just ti- absolutely timeless and timeless for the wrong reasons, really, because that message is so pertinent still today, unfortunately. So subconsciously, I've kind of linked the songs so far. Those first two were both hailing from Detroit um, and then. Marvin Gaye's 1971. I'm going to stick in 1971 with a record by Osabisa. And this track is called Move On.
pure energy there from Osabisa uh, from their second album, Woyaya, which is that track was Move On. Six multi instrumentalists and a choir made up of their friends and lovers, according to the sleeve notes. Um, musicians from Ghana, Grenada, Antigua, Trinidad, and Nigeria came to London all together to try and find their riches and create some amazingly diverse albums. And um, the sleeve of this is absolutely incredible. It's got a, well, it's like an elephant, dragon, beast flying but uh dragonfly fighting some green lizard in a swamp so pretty psychedelic yeah it's it's right on my street uh check it out if you've not heard it so i was going to try and link up all the songs on this show but that's already fallen by the wayside three songs in um because i just want to play some down and deep dirty blues and uh, I probably could find a tenuous link but I can't be bothered I just want to play the music this is Sonny Boy Williamson taken from the down and out blues and this is a song called fattening frogs for snakes nasty it took me a long time Find out my mistake. It took me a long time, a long time to find out my mistake. It sure did, man. But I bet you my bottom dollar, I'm not finding no more frog for snakes. Checking, I found out my downfall from 1930. I'm telling all of my friends I'm not fighting no more frog for snakes. All right now. Correct all of my mistakes. Well, man, 1957, I got to correct all of my mistakes. I'm telling my friends, including my wife and everybody else, not better no more frog for snakes. Sonny Boy Williamson, there. Now, that, there is a story here, I tell you. Sonny Boy Williamson, there are two Sonny Boy Williamsons. This is the original one, okay? And he was recording, he became quite a famous uh, recording artist. Some other geezer thought, he's doing rather well. I might as well call myself Sonny Boy Williamson and use his notoriety. So 
they they became two Sonny Boy Williamsons. And no one really sued anyone. They just carried on. They were in different, slightly different parts of America, just doing their thing. This original Sonny Boy Williamson that you've just heard, then in 1948, walking home from a gig, and there was a robbery going on. He was in the way, and he got killed by a pickaxe. Youch. So the other Sonny Boy Williamson, the imposter, came along and just carried on as Sonny Boy Williamson um, and continued to have huge fame and success all the way through uh, the rest of the 50s and then with the resurgence of the blues scenes in the in the 60s that sonny boy williamson was almost seen as the original so this poor geezer <laughs> recorded started out died and then someone stole all his fame from him um absolutely fascinating stories what is well worth checking up there's so much controversy and and strange goings on in the in the early 50s blues scene it's just full full of odd stories like that poor sunny boy williamson i stay rooted firmly in the blues here however let's jump from the good old usa across the pond to our very own uk for well a band who came along for me at a time when i was listening to captain beefheart and i just just sort of discovered that amazingly chaotically blues sound and they just encapsulated that but they were doing it today and uh, I, I was amazed so just listen to this and we'll have a chat afterwards enjoy this absolute barnstormer talking chips in market blues I was too late, but I never got to choose. Talking tips in market blues. I was too late, but I never got to choose. Gotta have them gypsy boots, followed them by familiar room. Rambled round from town to town, sleeping in a doorway still as a mouse. Last stand, I've been drinking dust, I've been kicking cans. All my family, they went home, left me in Portugal all alone. Jimmy, I saw that caravan, but it was just a car park man. Said to me as I stood in line, there's nothing in the world as sad as time. Well, if nothing comes to nothing, then what's the point? I sat right down and I built my joint. Black hat stages passed me by. The dust pneumonia left me dry. Sardines. Then through the door in came the maid Said Maria was her name Long dark hair and copper skin 
washed away my seven sins She said, son, you're what's this bad news? I told her of my gypsy blues Rhea laughed and said, you're cute You don't need no gypsy boots Pick myself up off the floor I don't need them boots no more I don't need them boots no more I don't need them boots no more Said I don't need them boots no more Don't need them boots, baby Coral there with uh, Talking Gypsy Market Blues from their second album, Magic and Medicine. Um, a distinctly weirder sound to their first uh, sort of poppy album, um, but their first album is great as well. I've always loved those. I think they were a really big influence on um, my musical makings in the Dirty Bat Beats for sure. Um, really, really, really great band. Um, and I remember buying that record. It's still got the sticker on. Um, funnily enough, I've been catching up with my good friend, Dan O'Brien. How are you, Dan, if you're listening? Having a bit of exchange on social media, just catching up a little bit, which has been nice, regaling tales of uh, our first ever festival, at least festival. But I'll talk about more about that next week when I play a record which centers around that infamous time in our lives. I remember coming back from university and buying this record as a present for myself for my birthday. How sad am I? Uh, so thanks, Dan, for putting it to one side for me. Um, and it is a beautiful record, t- double disc and on really lovely orange uh, orange vinyl. So yeah, real. I love that album. Really good stuff. So yeah, thinking about my mate Dan, who I got that from, and uh, yeah, it's been lovely to sort of be connected by music. I've been DJing online during lockdown and that sort of thing, and uh, that got us having the odd exchange on social media, which was nice. Um, And then coincidentally as well, I planned to play a 7-inch this week and had it in the pile to play, and out of the blue... Uh, my friend, my good friend Luke Riley, who I've not spoken to in, in a while since he actually came to play Hinkley Khan's Bar as a warm-up gig to, I think he's playing the uh, the International Site Festival. And he did that as a warm-up in Hinkley, of all places, 10, 10 steps from my house in Khan's Bar. So I went to see him, catch up with him there. Um, and I got a seven inch from him and that's what I was going to play. And out of the blue, he messages me and uh, says, oh, I've got a new album out. Um, that I recorded completely on my own in lockdown with a few guests and that sort of thing. Um, I think you'll like it. Have a listen. It's quite different from what I've done before. So Luke is in, he started out in the lusts and has been in various other real amazing garage, uh, garage bands, deep down, horrible, gritty garage, really nice, um, lo-fi stuff. And then this album just hits you in the face with samples, backbeats. Um, it's absolutely insane. It's like it's like Beck or something like that. I was I was blown away. I couldn't believe that I knew somebody who'd made something that good. And I've literally just listened to that all week. It's absolutely sensational. So instead of playing that seven inch, I'm gonna stick this on. This is Lucerne Rays. I hope I'm saying that right. With Ain't No Time for That. Check this.
run it back.
sound machine there grooving funking giving it their all amazing live band as well so well worth checking out um as usual we come towards the end quite quickly uh or so it seems thank you so much for tuning in um i'm gonna play out with one of my all-time favorite albums there's no denying it um love forever changes and i think for me right now all we need to do is spread a bit of love um, so that's why I'm choosing this. I mean, th- th- this record oh, is absolutely stunning. Um, and I recently was chatting to somebody who'd never listened to it before. And imagine discovering this record again. I mean, it feels like you're rediscovering it every single time you listen to it anyway. So that's the, that's the joy of it. It's such a beautiful, beautiful album. Way ahead of its time when it was recorded in 1967. Yeah, 67. Absolutely stunning. So enjoy this track I've chosen from it. And I could have genuinely just picked any song off this record and it would have been an absolute winner. So it's just one of those one of those albums. Stay safe. Remember to just spread a little bit of love around. All right. Take it easy and I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Enjoy.
Yeah. 